This is Mud and Chrome, an Altered Carbon podcast. I'm Ben Velding, and today we are watching Episode 9, Rage in Heaven. In 3, 2, 1... First off, I want to let you know that Black Panther is on Netflix right now. Uh, motherfucking Doom with The Rock and Carl Urban is on Netflix right now. Season 2 of The Good Place. I know I already mentioned that. Also on Netflix. Season 4 of BoJack Horseman on Netflix. But I am here watching Altered Carbon. God. So we're getting to it. There's no teaser in this episode. So, um... Last we saw, yeah, so we're doing, they did, they, they do the goddamn NCIS show where they show you like a clip of the future. So we're doing rock, paper, scissors, absent any context. And then we flash back to, if you remember when we left off, Ortega had just fought a bunch of clones because the, the way that Kovac's sister thought to kill Ortega was to drown her in hundred dollar bills, basically. But, right now, we're with Kovacs in the hotel, and he's telling us the mystery, which I gotta say, I didn't see. I, all the clues were there. It is, it is the perfect mystery reveal. It is, I say perfect, perfect gives you the idea that it's singular. It is a good mystery reveal. The, the mystery reveal is, I didn't get it. The protagonist got it, and when I look backward, all of the clues were there. It's good. It's competent. Um, we haven't gotten the full reveal yet because Ortega comes in, and we just kind of get right through the um, uh, right right through whatever plot there was with the child. Um, Ortega went to save the kid. You know the kid is actually Ray. And then, ah, the kid does something. And we are led to believe that the kid stabbed her. And then Ortega, I don't know, maybe curb stomped a child. I don't know. It's hilarious to think. But, um... Then Ortega gets nude, of course. And, uh, Kovacs here has to patch her up. Which, she patched him up earlier and ended up fucking. So this could go anywhere. We can go to fucking... Thank God it doesn't. So, now we have Poe in VR with um, Lizzie, right? Elliot's daughter, where she's recovering from her tragic murder. Um, well, we, we learn to reset our baseline for murder here, don't we? She is recovering from her trauma. So, honestly, whatever's happening to Lizzie is cooler than any mystery, any part of Kovac's past, seriously. Um, I think she mentioned the array in this part, and we're like, drink. So, is she the first human to have been in VR for this long? I mean, VR psychosurgery has to be a thing. Um, Is hers a unique case where she was in VR and she had access to the network? I mean, we've established that humans are DHFs, right? I'm sorry, DHLs. And AIs are DHLs because they're both susceptible to the uh, the Rawlings virus, uh, named after what? Bubblegum? Baseball gloves? Anyway. So apparently the construction of the 
um, sets of code which are human minds and AI minds are very close and Lizzie has just been shooting out into the infosphere just for whatever and and that has changed her somehow into someone who can tap multiple data streams at once kind of like a spider does this little web and we'll see in a little bit how she can see the future now so for some reason she's the kid from the the v saga and see i mean the kid was born in the v saga but it becomes like a little blonde ubersmensch in in the v series which had michael ironside in it which was pretty good i mean it was fucking terrible it's good that it had michael ironside because michael ironside's great in everything i'm a big fan of the dude um i was hooked like again this reveal of Ortega isn't Ortega. Somehow Ray, I mean, Ray in the child overcame Ortega and then captured Ortega and used her sleeve to um, mess with Kovacs. Again, I made a joke earlier about the Maximov Lannister shit where she wants to fuck her brother. And I think she would have. I think she would have. Um, but I re realized this at the same time. And this is the kind of reveal that you're supposed to realize on the same level as the protagonist. Um, it's well done. It's effective. Um, you know, compliments to the chef. Uh, <laughs> she's, uh, she's so textbook evil and still stupid. Um, I don't know why they're putting hair over her areolas. Because I assume this is fucking Netflix. Do we give a shit? We've seen enough vaginas in this series. <sighs> I forget what happens to her body, though. Does she just walk out of here? or? I guess she does, and they agree to meet earlier. Because then we're going to jump forward, but then we're going to flash back. And then we're going to come back and move forward. I... <sighs> I can just... I don't know why this woman cannot chill over her brother. Just let Kovacs have an apartment. Watch a movie together. Go to goddamn Disneyland as brother and sister for fuck's sake. Just just goddamn relax, lady. I, I just need you to chill for a minute instead of being as evil as you are fucking stupid. This... Story. This this series has good points in terms of universe creation, side characters, and I kind of care. But it feels like there was an executive in the room when they were writing this. That's just like make his penis bigger, make his shoulders broader, make him make him more hardcore. And he's just jumping up and down. And the writer's like, yeah, sure, we'll fucking do that. And and then on the sides, they're just like, can we make Poe more awesome? How can we make Elliot cool? Although Elliot, Elliot's honestly still a little disappointing. But, God, these two characters are so fucking garbage. Uh, so, we have a thing. TV shows do this, and I, I, movies do this. I don't know if it's good or bad, where you see someone running... And then you see someone ahead of them physically, but moving slowly. And you're like, will they get there in time? And there's no point of reference for it. Um, you know, or is he like 
a minute behind him? Is he an hour behind him? What's the deal? And Kovacs, Kovacs is like a, a hard 30 minutes behind this dude. So, um, the, there's really, it's disappointing because you're basically just to watch, about to watch Mustache Watcher uh, murder up a whole family with no twists or turns. The people just die like you expect them to do in front of Mustache Watcher, who, um, I liked Ortega's mom. She was like one of three women in this, this series, four women in this series. So, and then she dies. But it's it's for Ortega to feel bad. Like, Kovacs gets all bitchy about this, but yeah, fuck Kovacs. Um, also, <laughs> why, why, okay, so Link, Link kills, like, all the adults in the house. And then he opens up a cookie jar with LED underlights for, like, no reason. Um, and then eats a goddamn cookie. And then he goes into a room with the kids. And you're like, is is Mustache Watcher one of these murderers with, like, a code about killing kids or not? Um, and he's not. He murders these. You think maybe they lived or something. But... Kovacs gets here too late. He doesn't sweep the corners. We all saw Dark Knight Rises. You gotta sweep the corners, man. This game over in the video game, like he goes into the room with the kids and they have the game over light on the video game they were playing. And then you watch like two kids behind a couch. I'm glad they didn't go full gory with this. I'm glad they didn't shove it in their faces. Like two children were murdered by Mustache Watcher on the orders of... Um... Uh... Kovacs's sister, so like womp womp, and he's all broken up about Ortega's mom being dead. Although again, she literally shot a dude because she thought he was dating her daughter. It's, I mean, she was a little unhinged. And this music tries to be good. It's not bad. It's just a little heavy for the. Like we get it. You could dial it back two or three notches. To, uh, to what we're doing here. This skyline's absurd. Like, yep, lots of cities. Um, lots of buildings, I'm sorry. Where, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you're from San Francisco and Baytown, they call it here, and you see something recognizable in this skyline, you know, good for you. But it's it seems really cluttered in the attempt to like establish it's the future there are lots of buildings i feel like you could do like lower buildings with a few recognizable things and then you have a few towers that are you know the methuselah um that have mo that stretch up into the clouds and have motifs that resemble their methuselah level City in the Clouds counterparts. And this is the part where we jump forward. And uh, we're going to set it up. And it's going to be great. I I was so... <laughs> Again, I didn't realize the full issue. I didn't get um, how Hinchy was involved. I my, my issue here is she never goes, Okay, Tack, choose me or Ortega. She never says that. She just says, oh, 
oh, there's another vagina in the picture? Well, I gotta murder her and kill all of his friends or else he'll never hang out with me. It's like, bitch, just ask him to go to the bowling alley. Have a family night, for fuck's sake. Buy some hot dogs. Get mustache watcher on the grill. Have a chill evening and drink some goddamn beers with your brother. Don't just say, oh, you have friends? Let's kill them all or else I'll never get fucking, fucking uh, time with you. Like... Your brother likes causes. He likes working for the good. So maybe don't be the struggle that there needs to be a cause against. Maybe don't be evil. You idiot. You stupid moron. You dumb as hell woman. Just, like, talk never chose Ortega. So why did why does she need to kill her? She just be like, like, quit murdering people for two seconds, and then, and then just chill with your brother. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so baffling. It's so baffling that she's just so aggressively trip on her own dick stupid. I don't get it. So, like, we know that Talk is pretending, pretending that he doesn't care, that he doesn't care about anyone. Um, but we get to see a little bit again the the human side of his sister is revealed here where she tells the story because they're in a cafe playing like does he care about people does he not care about people his bargaining chip is Mary Lou Hinchy's um, stack because she's important to this somehow and then his sister's trying to get him to stay and she's like you don't really not care about people you care you care big time and excuse me so like she, she tells the story about how all she had left of him was a shirt and, and when the Yakuza came to take her away um, they, they tried to take the shirt away and she, she grabbed it and it, it tore to threads and she ate them and she swallowed the threads um, just to have something left of her brother and kind of based on this subconscious idea where their mom said, I love you, I want to eat you all up, you're so adorable, or whatever. And Kovac straight up denies her with tears in his eyes and fucking walks out the door. And at this point, I was so happy. I'm like, yes, no Kovacs in episode 10. It's just going to be random assholes doing shit. I don't care. Don't give a shit. And I knew it wasn't going to happen, but God, I was so excited. I was so hopeful. And Tigashi gives up on everything and he walks away. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Let this let this series do something bold. It wouldn't let us get rid of uh fucking Dick's body, but it will let us get rid of the Kovacs character entirely. Goodbye. So she has Mustache Watcher follow him. And for like <laughs> Mustache Watcher, good at murder, decent at watching bad at following people just real bad at it um he tries to follow people and they always get away it's, it's not his strong suit so miriam bancroft offered kovacs an out uh, like a couple episodes like when he's bribed to quit the case that's her bribe and he takes the bribe another subversion of all these detective um tropes where the detective is too concerned with the truth to take the bribe and just walk away and that's what Kovacs does. And I was so excited. 
it was something I didn't expect, uh, and I knew he was going to get drawn back into it, but God, I kind of hoped. And then we cut back to Poe that I'm instantly happy about. And then, what? what's the IC guy from the police station doing? I'm going to call him Hodges, after CSI's Hodges. Um, and then wh- there's a second Kovac somewhere, so how do you get the clone? And then 18 hours earlier, which is great. I know, I know we've all watched Rick and Morty, and we're all like, you can't just, I'm not a big fan of the, the 48 hours earlier thing. But, like, it works here. It works here because it dupes us, right? Right? We jump time. We don't know how much time. Because this episode is pretty loose with time. And then we... we it, it, it allows itself to go back. It gets us thinking something's happening. And then it edits the context of that. And it does it all with things that we understand already from this series. Again, it sets itself up really well and establishes what tools we have in the universe and all our little Chekhov's um, 3D bio printers are on the mantelpiece in the first act and in the third act we've made uh, a duplicate Takeshi Kovacs well we've made a duplicate dick and then we make uh, a double sleeve Takeshi Kovacs to go into it Um, and I'll I'll actually uh, this human thing's kind of boring so I mean, Elliot and, and Avar are having a date. They're like, where do we go from here? What's our family back? And it's like, we'll be okay. We'll... Whatever. So they make a duplicate Takeshi. And he's super buff because uh, uh, Dick's body's super buff. So, okay, for starters, you could just make yourself like a clone, a sleeve if you're a meth. That's like super buff. And then if you didn't take care of it, you just get a new one. Um... So, like, it seems like whenever you do clones, like, all of them could be super... Anyway, you, you could uh, change stuff. Like, you have a clone version of yourself that's just, like, a little darker or a little taller. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that... Uh, this, this is... Um, I'm talking over Tanaka examining the crime scene. This is the part where he learns that meths are really bad. Because he's walking to the scene with the two kids who are killed behind the couch. And he throws up, which, for a hard-bitten police captain from the dystopian future, uh, which has a lot in common with the, the present, it's a little surprising. Usually they'll have a rookie cop. But Tanaka has to change, so we're going through him. Anyway. So then, okay, I'm not sure why the 3D bioprinters are illegal. Because... Clones cost, like, the cost of a whole, like, I think a whole life salary or something. It's like a million dollars, maybe. And so we get Poe being badass again. Because the IT guy just broke in here because everyone at the police station is scared because Ortega's family got straight up slaughtered. Um... So this guy comes here to find her, and Kovacs is like, yeah, don't kill him, Poe. He's like, I want to help. So Kovacs gets the 3D bioprinter, which is super illegal, and he makes a Kovacs clone, I'm sorry, a dick clone, out of biomatter. We don't, we don't discuss where he gets from, it doesn't matter. So it seems like if you had a 3D bioprinter factory, and there's a shortage of sleeves, so that's why most people are mortal, 
because sleeves are easier to lose than DHLs. And everyone's born with a DHL and a body. But over time you lose bodies, but the DHLs end up still existing. So I don't know why there aren't a million people in virtual um, the same way that, uh, oh, what do you call it? Eclipse phase has like entire populations in virtual who are saved from Earth, but who just don't have bodies. So what you could do is you could just say, hey, look, you want to live forever. That's fine. What we're going to do is when you die, you give us your body and you get your five cent deposit back. And then we give you a body, maybe not your original body, maybe not an exact clone. Maybe you can pay for an exact clone, but we're going to produce these little bodies that have less biomatter, like short people, right? Maybe they're ethnically um, ambiguous. Maybe they're hermaphroditic. So you're just like, yep, we got them off the line. Blah, 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 blah. Bring all the little gremlins out. And they put you into a gremlin body and you're still alive. You got a body. It's fairly cheap. It's not a perfect clone like a Methuselah. Eventually you're going to go insane from resleeving. Um, but you're still alive. You can still be resleeved. And then they use you know, the biomatter from your dead body to make the next set of little clones. Um, so what's the problem? Like, why can you, why aren't there little people around here? Well, I mean, because 3D bioprinters are illegal for f some fucking reason. So you have these uh, organically grown, free-range, goddamn clones built from Methuselahs, which don't make any oh, Which, I mean, it do make sense because I guess you grow them um, naturally. So in all of the vaults where all the Methuselahs have clones, oh, she's, she's captured Ortega, put her back in her original sleeve. And now for no reason, for no reason other than abject evil stupidness, she's going to have mustache watcher torture Ortega for no reason. So, um, Kovac steals Hodge's police evidence locker key. And then he uses that to get the 3D bioprinter because he's going to make a clone of himself. So, um, so I don't know why 3D bioprinters are bad. Um, especially, like, you could even just have licensed clinics because the lab-grown clones are way expensive. So unless it's just the meths changing the laws to keep their monopoly on eternity, um... It's, uh, it seems a little weird. So, um, so the deal is that he's going to grow a, when everyone's broken into his office, Poe and Elliot and Ava and Hodges, they've all broken into Kovac's room and they've discovered his rogue plan to make a clone of himself, double sleeve himself, put a microwire camera into his eye and then break into, um, the cloud place, head in the clouds, the floating whorehouse that Kovac's sister owns, where she probably lives, because why the fuck not? And they're like, you can't do this alone. We're doing a heist. 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 Uh, which I'm excited for. I'm excited when these people get together and do a heist. Um, I just, like, I when these diverse people with their skills and their desire to do good and their faith in each other go, hey, we're going to work together to do something good. I am a fool for that. 
And when this series does that, it incidentally gives the fucking unsympathetic, uncharismatic, fuck this stick in the mud Kovacs a, a position as protagonist. And um, I root for him mostly because I root for his mission because all of these other cool ass people are rooting for it. And we get two Kovacs and two Rikers. Um, they put the scars on there. I don't know. I don't know if there's like a, just a character creation thing on the uh, user interface for the 3D bioprinter where they just enter the genetic codes and are like, oh, do character creation now. Buffer, buffer, maximum buffness. Also scars. What, what scars do you got? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Is Miriam going to stop mid-orgy and just go, hey, didn't you have more scars before? I don't know. So so Kovacs has a, a dis... <laughs> I, I did miss the part where Elliot goes, all right, what's the run? And I'm like, it's a shadow run, losers. <laughs> he literally asked if it's a run. I Credit where credit is due, that's not a random piece of dialogue. That's obviously an homage to shadow run, and I respect him for that. Um, uh, I also missed the part where Poe goes, we're friends with the most innocent tone ever. God, Poe makes this series worth watching. Um, you know, er, and now now we've come back to the rock paper scissors, where the Kovacs decide who goes to the orgy island with with Mrs. Bancroft, and um, who goes home. Obviously, obviously, I was happy when we were looking at the prospect of no Kovacs. So I was devastated at the prospect of two Kovacs. Uh, we're good though. They're gonna play rock paper scissors. I made a joke about flipping a coin. That's just as good. They did three of five. I think that's good. I think two of three would have been adequate. Um, maybe they just wanted time to get a feel for their opponent. I do like how the first couple throws were identical. I think that's hilarious. Um, so I this this is just another scene that is just just to progress us on the Lizzie is becoming with a capital V. Uh, I don't feel a connection between her and Kovacs. Kovacs wants to say goodbye to her. That's adequate for us to check in with Lizzie and establish that she is yet another Chekhov's gun on the mantelpiece because she has stopped understanding linear time. And girls like this move slow-moving pl plots forward. I know that. So in season 10, Lizzie's going to be like, I am the great I am and, and solve some kind of a problem. So I'm looking into that. So she says this is the last time they'll meet or something. And she also has the weird little interrogation alien from when Kovacs was in VR. Uh, eventually the, uh, the cosmonaut pulls out like a super interrogation program with like a weird alien that he puts inside of Kovacs' body. As all in virtual. And another virtual of that little worm alien is in here with Lizzie. Um piquing Kovacs' interest because she's she has knowledge he he only knew about it from one place. So I'm looking forward to uh, the goodbye or hello line is a bit cliche, but basically she does the creepy girl shtick. We we understand she's gonna be important later and Kovacs leaves. Uh, also she's gonna be important and badass later. So uh Lizzie was interrogated, we also learned, which was super weird. 
I'm still wondering why this doesn't happen to anyone else who has psychosurgery, but, you know, whatever. It's fun. We're just going to go along with it. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I, I think the idea to make her confess is a bit naive. Um, but he's going to put a camera in his eye, and I presume um, audio recording equipment, because, like, what's, what's a video without audio? So his deal is to have her confess... SeaTac will withdraw the shit they gave her, which I don't know if it works that way, and then she'll have no more backups or spare bodies, and therefore, oh, and she'll also be put on ice for a couple of seconds, and then a couple of years, and then maybe when she comes back, she won't be crazy. I don't see how that happens because being put on ice, you know, being being deprived of a body is just like it's just instant. Kovacs died, and then instantly he woke up inside of Dick. So, um, so anyway, the heist is the heist is. Um, they are going to make a fake identity for Elliot as a general. He is going to go into the Maximum Luxor Black Sex Palace, and there's an antenna of some kind that's vital to their plan. Kovacs is going to smuggle himself in get out and then break into his sister's um, private haven where he's going to get something really close to her and then get her to record stuff. So once he's in the sister's room, he's going to lose radio contact. So they're establishing, in terms of the briefing, all, all of the little elements of this heist that need to go right and need to go wrong. They haven't told us everything. We're going to discover stuff as we go in. But... Um, you know, that's part of the intrigue. Not only are events going to be happening and not only are we getting intrigues, we are learning what the plan is as it goes along. I think, uh, I think it's good. It's a good reveal. There are a lot of ways to do this. Obviously, I think it's the Ocean's Eleven probably kicked off the trend where, you know, they kind of discuss what they're going to do in the heist as they go along with it, kind of describe their plans with a voiceover as they execute it. And then once the plan hits a snag, we're already in the plan and we understand the intention and what's gone wrong. Again, do, doing a standard briefing is, is just fine. I think Elliot completely... Like, Elliot should have had some acting like a meth lessons where... Uh, why are they generals for? Who are they at war with? Like, there's a UN, Bancroft's president of America, I guess... Um, are there still wars on Earth? SeaTac isn't a whole army. SeaTac's just a special forces division slash policing unit. I don't know who they're at war with. Maybe colonies are at war with each other, but they don't seem to conventionally travel through space that much. So, I don't know. Maybe General's just shorthand in this series for upper crust of society. Anyway, this guy comes across like a priest. I don't know if that's intentional or accidental. I guess it's the dress bottom. See, his expression's entirely too open, where he, he's not sure what's going to happen. Like, when you're doing this kind of stuff, I think he's in a position of power. He's their client. He's a powerful meth. Um, and he should be He's a very impatient, very curt, very shut-the-fuck-up kind of of um, attitude. See how he looks at that door? He should glance at that door and just glance around and it's 
part of the deal. Um, why does he the whole floor if he's going to pop in here, kill a horde, and be done? Uh, because the deal is he has to go to the Luxor Platinum Black experience for, for meths. Um, and we've already learned that uh, Kovac's sister's business is artificially coding people where it looks like religious coding but it's not and therefore when they die they can't be spun back up so she lets Methuselah's I, I didn't figure this out I didn't figure the mystery out. I was already explained earlier in the episode the deal is is that um you you can kill whores, right? We've already established that. I'm sorry, I should say hookers. You can kill hookers, um, and they get a new sleeve, right? Just like the girls at at the the strip place that Lizzie was working, they'd be killed. They get new sleeves. They're not real death. So the ultimate experience is not just killing the sleeve, but real deathing. Um, not just a snuff film but a real death snuff film that you interact with. That's the ultimate experience. That's that's the whole thing. Um, that's what the place in the clouds is. And so the deal is, is that Miriam, uh, Miss Bancroft owed Ray a favor. And that was to dose Bancroft with Stallion to make him super aggressive. So he goes and he beats up his son and then he crosses this line which he's never crossed before which is to um, real death some whores up in sorry, real death some hookers up in Head in the Clouds which is run by Ray. And Ray manages this instead of having to go through all the preliminaries she's just like, yes sir, deluxe accommodations so Bancroft is, is super horny wants to beat up hookers and so he goes to death uh, Head in the Clouds he real deaths a girl and then Mary, he orders up two girls. He real deaths one of them. And then Mary Lou Hinchy panics. She runs out. We'll get to that later. And that's the experience that Elliot's on. Um, he's obviously not going to do that. Um, but watching this girl like beg him to kill her because it's like her job. Because she thinks she's going to get re-sleeved. She doesn't know that she has been encoded. That she can't be spun back up after she dies. Um... That's messed up. Anyway, so she expects Elliot's going to kill her. Um, and he has to get to this control panel and turn off the sensors so that Kovacs can get out of the trunk without the heat sensors catching him. So then Kovacs can run into bup, 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 uh, his, sister's, his sister's thing. So after entirely too long, Elliot, after being way expressive and virtually breaking his cover, um, finally gets her to slow things down by offering her a drink, which is the classic way you slow a hugger down. If, if you're undercover and you're with a hooker to buy some time, you just be like, hey, let's get drinks. That will slow shit down. So, uh, Elliot at no point take, takes charge of anything. Um, even though he's supposed to be undercover as a Methuselah or whatever. So... He's, he's such a dad, though. Like, I like that his, his dad instincts kick in at some point. And he wants to take care of this girl. I like that she's 19 and they don't get weird with it. Uh, <laughs> so, 
again, see, he's walking around like super cautiously. He should have his beret on. He'd be like, mm, taking a walk with my drink, getting some fresh air, getting the blood pumping. But at every point, he acts like he's just um, undercover, which he shouldn't be acting like he's undercover. I guess, I guess explain things to us, but whatever. So, here's his wife helping you out. I'm not sure where his monitoring device is. So, um, I like that. <laughs> I like that this, in, this entire thing is go, goes pear-shaped. Because Kovacs fucking tries to open his backpack in the trunk, bumps the car, and sets off the um, burglar alarm. I like Elliot. I mean, he's being mediocre. Um, backup. And Kovacs is going to have to get out of the trunk. He's going to be detected by the heat sensors. So his alternative is to dose himself with the Reaper on his own knife to lower his body temperature and let him get out of the trunk without being detected. So then he snaps the dude's neck, does the classic knife throw, one, two silent takedowns, and the guy freaking dodges an epic knife throw. I like that. Um, I like that Kovacs is not just an ultimate badass who always wins these fights. I like that they are still fairly close. And in this one, he wins with like a marginal victory. And in kicking this guy off of this platform. Um the guy has the backpack. Kovacs has the backpack. When he kicks the guy off, it rips the backpack open and the guy goes off with all of Kovacs' gear. So it's just the mysterious device that we don't know what it does yet that has to get close to Ray for it to do its thing. But he he lost all of his guns and shit. So now he's been dosed with uh, a deadly poison, which we've already explained how it works in a previous episode. And now he's going to try to complete his mission despite everything else. Um, so already it's gone pear-shaped. So <laughs> uh, now Elliot's going to leave and extract, even though he realizes the entire mission's gone pear-shaped. The guy's like, "Oh, that was really quick. Do you want to? Do you want something else?" And the priest dude offers him a child, which is a little on the nose, but it's just fine. Um, these guys are evil assholes and, and they're patently evil but I think they're very matter of fact in appealing to the base desires of the Methuselahs that, that they're they're hired to do <laughs> so so Kovacs is stalking like the back corridors because they, they, they're too short on time Elliot dawdled too long with the woman with the hooker I'm sorry and um, and now, and now he's got to take a shortcut and take a risk to get the mission done. I mean, in addition to dosing himself with poison to get it, to get, you know, not detected. Hmm. So I'm trying to drink here a little bit just to keep myself properly liquored up. <laughs> I was kind of hoping, cause like they have all like the stored sleeves in back rooms of this place and the guard like stops to fuel one up. And I was just sort of hoping that Kovacs would actually drop trial and pretend to be one. <laughs> just like suit himself up and the guy just walks past a uh, naked Kovacs with his dick out. Um, it doesn't happen. He just hides behind some stuff, which seems uncreative to me. Just a lack of commitment. I mean, it would have taken too long for him to get undressed. Like, eh, let's get that. So then Elliot decides, he, he, he does the math on the mission. He decides 
that it's not going to work. He's got to be good backup. So Elliot becomes good backup and murders the shit out of people better than Kovacs ever did. Um, so now Elliot's going to get himself killed, possibly real death, to give Kovacs backup. Because damn it, he's a hero. We're getting close to the end. The, the tensions are rising and um, the stakes are higher and it's just uh, it's good like it all works out they run in in a high tension scene Kovacs tosses the unknown device the antenna I think they call it and then bam his sister's right there in her own living room and her backup uploads so she's completely helpless for a second as the antenna gets slid into her feet and it's really good. It's effective. Like, we don't know what's happening. But we know it's important. And they, they accomplish the mission. Um, and then, like, they have this tension thing where there's, like, a defensive mechanism. So they're downloading something into her backup stream. They get to, like, 95. And they suddenly lose all their power because of whatever defensive application she had installed. Counterintrusion surge, they call it. That's what it is. So all of their shit just goes dark. Which is just visual communication to us. And everybody back at home base, Hodges and Ava and Poe are like, what happened? Did we do it? And Ava's like, fuck yeah, we did. I'm like, oh, it was a good tension. I'm, I feel really happy that they succeeded. That ha- that went well. So, so they have Ray at gunpoint. Ortega's in the background because her entire living quarters is like the size of a set for Netflix. And... She figures out that he's double-sleeved, which is illegal and also painful, by the way. I like they make it painful as well. Uh, I mean, you're just copying code, so who gives a shit? I guess you have to be awake while it's happening. And you have to buy an empty stack. Unless you can bioprint an empty stack. But then the Elder Metal they found that allowed them to make stacks. Is that not a limited resource? Can you just 3D print that? That seems weird because it's sort of the phlebotum of this setting, even though it's completely unnecessary. It's like, dude, seriously, he has like three friends and you're going to murder them all. Do you not know who he is? It's got, you're down to Poe and Elliot at this point. You've got Ortega behind you. Who else does he have? So this is just monologuing as they finally explain what the situation is. They've spiked her backups with uh, Rawlings, so as they speak, her backups are going nuts and insane somewhere else. So she's like, why are you fucking with me? Bitch, you, you threatened to fucking kill his friends. Why are you so angry that he lied to you? You threatened to kill all of his friends on general principle because he looked... All right, he, did, all right, he had sex with Ortega. And so you have to kill all of his friends now. You're insane. All right, I'll admit it. Jimmy DeSoto says hello is a cliched action line. I still like it, though. It's still it's still good. It makes me happy because we remember Jimmy DeSoto, who was in exactly one episode and who he had to kill to get away. I just... Oh, man. <laughs> yes, he lost you, lady. You tried to kill this... 
I don't know how to explain to you how shitty it is of you to kill his friends. Like, also, I expected I expected him to get her monologuing. I didn't expect him to go, yeah, no, I have a camera. I'm going to record everything. I, I'm going to kill you forever. I'm going to real death you if you don't confess. It's like, dude, just do the thing where, like, you say, hey, what's your deal? Come on, why would you do all this? And then she monologues the answer. Don't tell her she's being recorded for a confession to get her freaking killed. I mean, put her on ice. <laughs> it's just, it's so blatant. He's like, sit down, confess, that's my plan. Like, obfuscate it, you dumb brick. God. I just... Uh, I don't know. She, She's going to eventually confess and then give us a recap of the mystery which we kind of already know like part of the mystery is she sells the real death sex experience you can orgasm while real deathing a person which i guess is illegal and bad whereas damage to damage to a sleeve is just like a bad thing but you can consent to that so she dosed up bancroft with stallion to stop him from passing a law, right? So that way she could get him to cross a line, which is um, buying a real death sex experience from her. And by doing so, it would make him more interested in keeping her secrets. And it puts him in bed with her, metaphorically, not in a way that she gets real death. Well, eventually, I'm sure she will. Where, you know, he's suddenly part of this and he has to keep it a secret. So she does, that works. She gets him hyped up on Stallion. She gets him into her, her boudoir with her hookers. And she gets him to real death a woman for money. So, anyway... Uh, so then he will defeat the, the the law, the law that's in progress, where, um, oh, he snaps this girl's neck and then rips it open and pulls out her stack and crushes her stack with his bare hands. And, like, that's a lot. It seems like a stack would be much harder. It looks like metal. So... Anyway, so he, he orders up two hookers. He kills one, crushes her stack with his bare hands, which seems nuts. And then Mary Lou Hinchy is the other one, and she runs away. And as, she running, as she's running away, fucking Ray, Kovac's sister, pops out and is like, hey. And then instead of, like, using her ninjutsu skills to take down Mary Lou Hinchy and killing her, she just sort of, like, Jason Voorhees after her. Like, bruh, 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 bruh. Hey, what's up? And then... <laughs> That lets Mary Lou Hinchy get to an external hatch where she then jumps off this floating fuck palace and falls into the river. And Ortega can't spin her back up because of the coating. The fake coating. But still, Ray just lets her get that far even though she could have easily killed her. And when she gets out there, she's even like, Ray chases her onto the catwalk and the girl's at the end of it looking down in front of an obvious green screen. And Ray's like, don't worry about him. I'm going to murder you. 
And it's like, bitch, why the fuck are you so stupid? Why are you so fucking stupid? And so Mary Lou Hinchy drops off the platform to get away. Ray doesn't even take, like, a car to look for her. She's just like, whatever. I'm sure I'll care about this stack later. But for now, I don't give a fuck about sending, like, mustache washer down in a hover car to recover the body or whatever. I'm just going to let her go. So Bancroft helps her pass the law to keep coding in place. Because if the law passes, then coding, then dead people can be spun back up to testify to their own murders. And therefore, it would put her out of business because all the dead hookers could be spun back up and reveal they worked for her. And then she would be out of business because she doesn't know how to diversify with her money because she's never seen a Jeff Foxworthy fucking stand-up routine. And so, Bancroft gets in bed. He... Stops the law with his influence in the UN because he's the president of the United States and or Earth. And then he feels terrible about it and kills himself. Because according to Ray, he has a sense of honor. Because he legitimately didn't want to real death her. He didn't want to real death hookers. He only did it because he was on drugs. And for a moment I'm like, oh, Bancroft was really a good guy. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, there was a time where he wasn't on drugs and he threatened to real death his own son just for like trying to get ahead in this world. And then he constantly keeps his family under his thumb. And then Miriam acts like he's going to like do physical harm to their kids. So probably he does when no one's looking. So, I mean, fuck. So then, like, (laughs) that's insane. Okay, that's the insane thing. So... We get all of this. We get the entire plan. And it wasn't even about Takeshi Kovacs. She does this whole thing to keep herself rich because she's not a titan of industry. She's a titan of one industry. And <laughs> she's eventually like, damn, how could I bring, how could I solve this? I know Bancroft likes Envoy, so I'll just bring Takeshi back. He is not even the point of this whole plan. This wasn't some convoluted multi-point scheme to get fucking uh, Takeshi back. He was just an add-on, which maybe explains why she didn't have an exit strategy except for making Kovacs be a fucking asshole and frame some, well, not innocent person, some fucking lawyer. And so, of course, she has bought enough time that Mustache Watcher can rally the troops Turn the tables, throw a knife in goddamn Elliot's leg. And remind Kovacs why it was a bad idea to tell her you had the microfiber camera in your fucking eye. The whole thing goes pear-shaped. And uh, I honestly do not know whether episode 10 will be good or bad. Um, Like, it feels like the entire future of this series hinges on the quality of episode 10. We will see... Uh, next week, I guess. And until then, fuck this show.